50, uh, Janie and I had a conference in Phoenix. And while we were there, we knew of the conference. It was in August. We knew we were going to be down there. Phoenix in August is, you know, 113, 118 degrees, I think was the warmest day we were down there. We stayed on our time, which was a three-hour difference. So we would get up at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the morning down there, and we would, we would go for walks. And we were hoping to hike the Grand Canyon. So for the whole summer, we would go up and hike in the Parkway and the Blue Ridge. And we wanted this, you know, the, a milestone. I don't have a bucket list. I, I don't I personally don't believe in them. But this was something that we had planned to do. It was my 50th year on this earth. And so we thought it'd be cool. So we trained. And then we were down there. We rented a car, drove four hours up to uh, the Grand Canyon, and the rim we wanted to hike down was about two and a half or three miles from where we parked the car. So we hiked over and uh, felt good. We, we got there, felt really good. And the hike that we wanted to go down was a mile and a half down with a descent of about 4,500 feet. And so, it go, you know, it's easy going down. <laughs> it's turn around and come back up is the tough part. And so we were, we were chugging down there, and we didn't probably have enough water. We were uh, young and in shape. Uh, yes, 50 is young, church. Come on, somebody. 50 is young. 58 ain't bad, but uh, we just, you're as young as you feel. So we were hiking down, and we noticed people on the side of the, of the hike. They were just gasping for air. I said, oh, those guys, too bad. They're just not as good shape as we are while we were hiking down. And so then we get to where we, our turnaround spot, and I look up. Dear Jesus, we are not ready for this. Oh, my goodness, was it high, honey? And it was... You know, she, you can, she's, she's offended. Pray for Janie really quickly. She, Father, in the name of Jesus, we release offense right now. <laughs> Pray to somebody else. Get behind me. She's, oh, so hey, we, we have these, not you. You're, I, mean, I love you so much. Man, I love you. You're so, okay. <laughs> yeah, come on. Man, I love you so much. Uh, so anyways, we, I, she, she, you're not my interrupter. We were hiking down, and we looked up, and it was so imposing. It was so supernatural that we had to now climb back up this, this ascent, which was about almost a mile and a half and over 4,000 feet that we had to climb back up. And it, the trail we were on literally was nearly straight up. And so we get all the way, you know, we're, we're, now we're the people stopping off to the side, sweating profusely, just, just you know, rationing our water, rationalizing our water, and we're, we get to the very top, and we're nearly three miles to our car, but there's that second wind that you get. It's like, oh, we just did it. it by, far, by far, the hardest workout I've ever had in one single day in my life. I, I, I truly believe it. I, I can't believe of a harder single day workout. That's, that's going through fall camp and football, two and three day workouts, that's working out with, with people that were way, way stronger than me. This was the hard, and we get to the top, we're three miles from the car, and there is a thunder shower. I mean, the temperature drop, probably 25 or 30 degrees like it does in the mountains sometimes, and we have to, after we hiked three miles to get there, down a mile and a half, up a mile and a half, we had to sprint as much as we could the final three miles to get to our car where we were just soaking wet. It was, it was an amazing day. 
We were so wet that we had to go to a local Walmart and buy some new clothes to make our drive back four hours to Phoenix uh, more comfortable. And so my, my point to you is this, that in our life, there's different courses that we can choose to walk through. There's different courses that we do walk through. But there's also this pathway of Christ. There's a pathway that he would show us how to walk through. And as he's shown us how to walk through, he's forming us to be kind of a spiritual Navy SEAL. Any spiritual Navy SEALs in the house? I mean, you're like, man, I'm all, nobody? Dear Lord, I wanted you to stand. Oh, got one right here. <laughs> Two? Three? Anybody? Four? Everybody can be a spiritual Navy SEAL. It's not, it's nothing scary. It's just jumping on the pathway. How many, how many would like to be a spiritual Navy SEAL? All right, that's better. We, we're like at a third. How many would say, Pastor, if you need me to be a spiritual Navy SEAL, I will? Hands actually went down. <laughs> you guys. This is not going the way I planned, so I'm going to shift courses, okay? Anthony, give me, uh, give me 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. We're going to read verses 1 through 7. Go ahead and stand. If I'm not putting you out, would you please stand for the reading of the Word of God? I don't want to make you work too hard today or anything, so, you know, don't. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, I'm going to teach you what a spiritual Navy SEAL is. I charge you. This is Paul. He's on his deathbed, or he's, he knows he's going to be offered up. And so he's leaving Timothy with a charge, much like we would if we were on those last stages of life. I charge you in the, name, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Everybody say, preach the word. Be ready, or instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, and complete patience and teaching, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound doctrine or teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers who suit their own passions. Lord, please help that not be us. Amen? Amen. And will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Like, well, this can go, that can go, I can do that, I can do that. As for you, always be sober-minded, you drinkers. What he said. I mean, just be sober-minded. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> endure, endure suffering, which is what I'm doing right now, by the way. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Full disclosure, this is English Standard Version, but those two words, my course, are found in King James, so I had the guys in back switch it. So if you're reading English Standard Version, it actually says my race, but King James says my course. I think my course is more fitting. So let's pray right now. Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We pray blessings upon each and every person. Lord, thank you for allowing us to have a good time in church. And Lord, 
help us now to get serious, Father Lord, in your word, in the spirit of your truth. Thank you for that amazing worship this morning. And Lord, now let's take that power of worship and our praise and turn it into, Lord, the, the teaching of the word. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody in agreement said, amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the reading of the word of God. We learn in scriptures through uh, the saints of old on how they handed off things then to uh, the next generation or to the next uh, person, to the person who's going to take over. Uh, Jacob uh, brought in all 12 of his sons, and he prayed a blessing over each one, okay? Janie and I try to pray a blessing over our children every day, whether they're, they're all out of the house, but we still pray for our kids every day. We pray for their spouses every day. We pray for our grandchildren every day. We pray for our future grandchildren every day. We had prayed for our uh, son and daughters-in-law before they ever became our sons and daughters-in-law. I believe you have power to pray. Okay, and then because of that, you have power then to, so Jacob does that. He places a blessing on that Moses then, he teaches Joshua, even though Moses couldn't see the promised land, he teaches Joshua to have vision for the promised land. He goes up by the power of God and he sees the promised land, the land of Canaan. We need to have vision in everything that we do. Are you with me? Teaching how to be spiritual Navy SEALs. And so take the blessing that God has given you and then use vision like Moses did, okay? Okay? And then we understand then from Paul, Paul says, I charge you. It's kind of like the coach saying, hey, give me a lap or maybe do some sprints or uh, do another three sets or whatever the case may be. Or the instructor is saying, hey, read this. I've, I've come into this year wanting to challenge myself to read through the Bible four times this year. Okay, I'm two weeks away from reading through for my second time. My goal is before Easter to have read through it sec uh, two times. And then I want to read through it two, maybe three more times before the end of the year. Why is that? I've read through the Bible before. I want to challenge myself to be a spiritual Navy SEAL. I want to pray. I, the church we grew up in, spiritually, it was nothing to have a half a dozen or a dozen people at 5 a.m. prayer meeting. It just, it just was, um, it was like it was expected. There were times I counted 25 people, five in the morning, praying for revival in our city. You know what? God will answer when people come out to pray. God will answer when people decide they want to fast. God will answer when, they, when we push away our own self and we grow into this thing called Christ. We have to be, listen, Ben did this the video in less than 24 hours. It may take some people three months or three years. But to know that there was a passion there to get it done, that's what Jesus is looking at. For us to win our city, church, there has to be a passion. There has to be desire. There has to be will. Listen, if we are walking past people who we know are headed to hell, the shame is on us, not them. If they have something or they're doing something or they have a way of life that you don't approve of, you need to take it to the Lord in prayer and start praying for those people. If people do not know Jesus, we need to pray that God puts us in their path. And that's the pathway. And so now we see Paul. Paul, to me, is a spiritual Navy SEAL. You know, he was shipwrecked. He was left for dead. He was left in the deep. He was, uh, he was persecuted by his own countrymen, by his own people, by people that didn't know him or like him. He was beaten three times within one stripe of death, 39 times. And then he said, besides all that, it was the care of the church on me. So Paul's saying, Timothy, I charge you now here for preach the word. And we have to allow our life to preach the word. 
We have to allow our life to be the thing that God says, okay, I can use them and them and them and them and them. Why? Because with that, their words, but with their actions, they're preaching the word. And then, of course, we see Jesus. So we see Jacob, we see Moses, we see Paul, and we see Jesus. And Jesus is getting ready to be offered up, literally. He's going to take the cross for you and me. He's going to walk this pathway that uh, theologians will call the Via Della Rosa, but simplistics like myself call it the pathway because that's what it really means. So I want you to join the pathway with me today. I want you to join on the pathway. And as you join the pathway, you become a spiritual dynamo. You become a spiritual Navy SEAL. You become that spiritual monster that God wants to use wherever you're at in your life, okay? So the first thing Jesus does is Jesus gets the, gets the sentence from, from Pilate. It's the, it's the death sentence. It's the sentence of condemnation. And, and in that, while, while Jesus is getting sentenced to death, he asks out of uh, Romans 8 and 35 for the same thing for us. He says, if you'll lose your life, go ahead and throw it back up there. He says, if whoever will save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. So Jesus knows he's getting sentenced to death. But he asked for us to do the same. I mean, that's not a real fun picture, is it? What you learn in church today that I've got to lose my life. Yes. Yes, and yes again. Church, if we lose our life, we find it. If all of a sudden, men, if all of a sudden our wives are number one in our life, our life gets better. I'm sorry for saying interrupter, honey. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> if, if our kids become the number one thing in our life as far as modeling in front of them, our whole family becomes better. If we bring our whole family to church each and every Sunday, our whole community gets better. See, we, it's time we have to start losing our life so that we can find it. But in a society where everybody's number one, and I got to get what's for me, I got to get what's for mine, I got to get what's for mine, let me have mine. If I don't have mine, you can't have yours. That's not the Christ path. The Christ path is I got to die out so that I can make everybody else better. And when I can make everybody else better, then everything's better. And then Jesus is being preached without words because actions speak that way. So Jesus is sentenced to death, but it's a death he already agreed to. This is no power from Pilate. Jesus said the power was from God. And when the power is from God, he allows us to be. So when we die out, God gives us power. See, the more you die, the more power you get. It's plain and simple. Why, why is my life struggling? Why have I no power? You haven't totally died. But when you totally die, when you totally give out, all of a sudden these things start to happen. I was spiritually raised by like a Navy SEAL commander. I'm telling you, we were in church more times than we were at home. We were in church three times on Sunday. We were in church Monday night, Tuesday night. I was in church every, every weekday morning praying at 5 o'clock. And you think I'm exaggerating. That is not an exaggeration. Janie cleaned the church. Her mom got the check. Then there was rehearsal practice. And if we forgot anything, we made up for it all on Saturday. And then we back again on Sunday. It was a spiritual uh, boot camp. But I am so, so glad I went through that. Why? Because then that raises the expectation level that, hey, God's going to hear our prayers. Not because of what we do, 
but because of who we are, but because of the sacrifices that we decided to make for the Lord. When we understand that, we walk through this pathway with Jesus. And he walks on this. He shows us that we, we would call him maybe the Stations of the Cross or the Via Della Rosa. We call him this pathway today because we have to understand church, that the games have to be over. We have to live this life holy and pleasing and dedicated to God. Amen. We have to be the best we can be for Christ Jesus. Well, you know, Pastor, I like this guy down here better. He preaches, a, uh, he gets me excited. He pumps me up. Well, I like this worship over here better. And this is, I like this. Other. Stop it. Stop it. Grow where you are planted. Amen. Then the seed, even Jesus said, agriculturally speaking, the seed has to die. And if the seed dies, then fruit can come from it, right? Listen, if, listen, if every single one of us died right now spiritually into a, of ourselves, look out what's going to happen. God blows this thing up. We got to stop holding God back. Are you with me? I'm going to go through these fairly quickly, but you can, you can hang on. Jesus then accepts his cross. That's the next pathway, okay? That's his next path. But he doesn't only accept the cross. He asks us to do it. He says, in calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You have a cross to bear. I have a cross to bear. And listen, the cross isn't suffering all the time. Sometimes the cross is just simply us doing our part to make the kingdom of God a better place. Amen. It's doing our part to make, listen, if, if they call for VBS or if they call for nursery workers or if they call for uh, people on Sunday or Saturday to put down malls, they, it's always the same people signing up. Ouch. Oh, did I say that? Go see the five people that signed up for mulch. And I'll show the same people that show up for prayer meeting. I'll show the same people that show up for, I'm not mad. I just know who the seals are. Man, did that hurt? Amen. Sorry, bro. Do you still love me? Okay. You're not, like, don't quit. <laughs> don't quit. Don't quit on me. We have a cross to bear. And I, I asked, I asked a month ago, would 200 of us just give out 20 engagers? That's all I'm asking for, because that's going to hit 4,000. So we still have about three weeks to do it. If you haven't done it, I'm asking you, would you please go find 20 neighbors to give an engager to and ask if you could pray, turn their house red, so that we can start tracking on how God is going to move through Hickory, North Carolina, and the surrounding areas. Why is that? Why? Because it's good to know who, what we have, what we're looking at, so that we can start to pray for all those houses that you and I have each gone and knocked on their door and said, can I pray for you? They need to know there's a church, a people group, a person in this community that loves them enough to say, I want to pray for you. Actions speak louder than words. Actions speak way louder. Jesus says, listen, I'm going to pick up my cross. I'm going to go to Calvary. I'm going to die for us, but I'm going to ask you to do the same. And see, that doesn't always, that's not good church growth material, but that'll get you, that'll get you into heaven. That'll get you on the other side. That'll get you through. When your wife's dying in the hospital, those are the things that'll get you through. When they say your, your seven-month baby in the womb is dead, that'll, those are things that'll get you through because you know you've been carrying that cross. And the cross is not always suffering. The cross is just you saying, hey, this is my daily workout. I'm going to work out today. I'm going to pick up my cross. I'm going to smile for Jesus. I'm going to tell somebody that God loves them. That's the thing that gets you through. You don't need counseling if you got your cross. Can I? 
So that's good. That's just good preaching. Man, alive. I'm going to watch this back. Are you with me? Jesus falls, okay? Let's move on to that one. We know we fail. The next one, Jesus meets his mother Mary. We're going to talk about that one next week. Let's move on from that one. And then number five, Simon and Cyrene helps carry the cross, all right? So wait a second. Let's go then to, all right, man, you're right there. So he said, and he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So Simon and Cyrene comes up. We're going to talk about him more next week because we're going to talk about the encounters that Jesus had on this pathway. But right now we're learning the lessons that he gave us. And what are these lessons? That he failed, he got back up, and someone needed to help him why don't you be Simon of Cyrene in Jesus's life when Jesus is asking for help he really wants it he says go and make disciples church are you hear me are you with me if he says go and make disciples shouldn't we be bringing people to church Shouldn't we be inviting people into the kingdom? Shouldn't we be adding them to small group? Shouldn't we be serving them dinner time? Shouldn't we be taking them out? Shouldn't we be doing any means necessary? When Jesus says in Luke, you compel them to come. You know what the excuses were? Here's what the excuse is. Well, I just got married. I can't go invite anybody right now. That was one excuse. Another excuse was, well, I just bought some cows and some land. I got to go tend to that. That was another excuse. Another one was, well, I just got a business promotion. I, I can't do that now. The very thing that God blessed these people with, they became excuses why they couldn't work for God. Don't let your blessings become an excuse. Don't let your blessings become an excuse. God's blessed you with a beautiful home, a lovely family, a, a great spouse. God's blessed you with a, a good job, an incredible pastor. <laughs> so, I had to throw that one in there. <laughs> Felt like I was getting away from you. Uh, <laughs> don't let your blessings become a curse, right? Follow Jesus. And then that's Simon Terry, and we're going to talk about him more next week. And then, and then Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem. Again, we're going to talk about that one. Number seven, Jesus is stripped of his clothes. And same thing that David happened. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. I love, I, first of all, in my opinion, my opinion, I think we have the best worship, like, in the world, okay? Can you give it up for our worship team? Because I think they, they're incredible. We're missing, we're missing one today. Drew, we're praying for you. We'll feel better. But he's still part of the team, right? And so we have different people that, that do sound in different areas. They're all part of the team. And when we come into worship, I like, I think the King James, uh, David says, I'll be more defiled than this. And Michael's getting mad at him. Oh, look at you. You're, you, you're, you're worshiping God. You're, you're, you're singing. You're praising. Every 18 feet, he would stop and he would have a, a sacrifice for seven miles, all right, when he brought the Ark of the Covenant back. So then he's dancing and then he, he strips himself of his uh, uh, kingly garments, his crown, his robe, and all that, and he's dancing before the Lord like a, just a natural, normal person. This is what God expects from us when we come into a worship service, like, man, I don't like that song, it's a little too loud, or it's a little too soft, or we sang that one last week, or what about this one, or we sing too many new ones, or well, I, I, I don't know that one, it's not on the radio. All we're here to do is worship, church. Our whole job on Sunday morning is to give God glory. 
Thank you, Jesus, for another day. Thank you for another chance to reach somebody, to win somebody, to share with somebody. Thank you for another day to read 25 chapters in your word or to read one verse in your word or to share with somebody or just to be Jesus to somebody. Well, I was doing at a ministry event yesterday and uh, so cool. Uh, invited a person to go with me, and so we went. And on the way home, I got a call from uh, our youngest son, Drew, who's sick, not feeling good. His lawnmower wouldn't start. He was just having a, you know, have you ever had a bad day? Just a bad day. And so I said to my friend, hey, can we stop by Drew's house and see if we can get his mower started? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So we stopped by, and, and uh, gen generally speaking, mechanically, when I say we, I don't mean me. I mean, can we stop by Drew's house and you can see if he can still get his lawnmower started? That's really what I meant. And the guy picked up on it really good. He's, he's really smart that way. And so he's working on it. He's working up a sweat. He's getting all dirty. It's like 35 minutes or so. Can't get the thing started. He said, hey, let me do this. Let, let's go. Let me go. Let me, let me go get my mower. And let me mow Drew's grass. And then I'll take his mower to my house and fix it. He was just being Jesus to Drew. And I told Drew, I said, man, uh, here's, what, here's what he wants to do. No, he, Papa, you don't have to do that. That's, so, you know, he wants to do it. Let, let, let's let him do it, and uh, we'll see what happens. So I text Drew later on that night. I said, hey, did our bro show up? He said, yeah, yeah, he showed up. I said, they stopped by this morning. Jane had to run some medicine in. And, uh, man, I, I ain't seen the grass ever look that good, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> hey. Why don't you just try being Jesus to somebody this week? Why not just show off? Show off who the king is. This is what David was doing. That was that man's form of worship for that day. Like he's a worshiper. He loves God. But during that afternoon, he was serving someone who works in the church. And he was worshiping God while he was doing it because that becomes our worship. If we find somebody in our neighborhood, somebody in our family, somebody in our life that needs Jesus... Why don't we serve them in the form of worship and watch God stop beating them over the head with the Bible saying you need to be in church and start being the church to them. Yeah. If we can be the church to them, God will show up. This guy was being the church to Drew and Drew's like, he, need, he, he is church, right? But yet at the same time, this man was pouring himself out. This is what David was doing. David was pouring himself out. And church, the more we pour ourselves out, the more God will fill you back up. And stop fighting on Facebook and stop fighting on Instagram and stop fighting with your spouses and stop fighting with your neighbors and start just worshiping God. Man, just worship God. So glad I don't do that social media stuff. But I still hear too much. <laughs> you love me still? All right, I'm not going to look up in case. I heard two amens. All right, but nothing came from this side. So I'll just... <laughs> I still, we're working it. We're, it'll be all right. By next, you come back next, come back Wednesday. It'll be all right. We'll be, we'll be good. Cherokee loves us. We were up there Wednesday night. All right. So then he's, number eight, Jesus is nailed to the cross, okay? And so let's look at this. So he's nailed to a cross that he created by people that he created against a sin that he did not create, but so that we could have propitiation, we could have freedom from. So the reason Christ gets nailed on the cross wasn't a deal with the devil. It was justification from his father saying there needs to be a perfect lamb that can walk through forgiveness for us so that we can say, Jesus, would you forgive me of my sins? Salvation is simple, church. 
Walking it out's a little bit different, a little bit difficult. Hiking the Grand Canyon, love to talk about it. Glad I'm only going to do it one time. Not going to do it again, all right? When Janie turns 50 in 11 years, I'll... <laughs> we'll talk about it then. Colossians 2 and 14 says, By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this is set aside, nailing it to the cross. Can you give Jesus a shout for nailing your sins to the cross? Because he's worthy. That's what God will do. That's an amazing thing, right? Like we all know our past. We all know our history. We all know our junk. We're tired of people bringing it up. But aren't you glad Jesus nailed to the cross and then he threw it into the sea of forgetfulness never to remember it again. Stop bringing up your junk and stop bringing up other people's junk too, man. Just walk with them. It's been nailed to the cross. So he got nailed to the cross. We're on this pathway. Number 10, Jesus has taken them down from the cross, okay? And so did we put... Did I skip one? Oh, man. I'm so wired right now. Oh, Jesus died on the cross. Thank you, Anthony. So this is important. Jesus died on the cross. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon, his, uh, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes, we are healed, right? So the work that was done leading up to the cross and on the cross is to free us not only from sin, but also the freest from, if you, if you fight depression, if you fight anxiety, if you fight, if you fight physical illness or well-being, if you fight poverty, Jesus has healed that on the cross with his stripes. You can be healed in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. You, listen, one more time. You can be healed in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. You can be healed in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. One more time. You can be healed in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. With, see, with, it's with our, Mary said, be it unto me according to your word. What she was really saying was amen. Amen. Be it unto me. Lord, be it unto me according to your word. If I have a physical ailment in my body, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. I claim that healing in Jesus' name. Okay, now let's, let's flesh it out for a second. Not everybody gets healed here. The ultimate healing is in glory anyways. I've had good friends. I've had, a, I've had my father die of cancer. We prayed for him. He still died. All right? But he was 90. We had a good friend in the church die three or four years ago. He was 57 years old. I knew this guy wasn't going to die. I mean, I, I just, I prayed, Lord, you got, he, we, he was critical to our church. He was critical to our family. He loved us. We loved him. He was a, he was a blessing. God, you can't take this guy home. And he, and he went home. But he went home to a better healing. He went home to a better glory, he would, and he'll never want to come back. We have to walk this pathway both in and of ourselves and collectively together. Jesus shows us the pathway that we have to walk. And then the very next one, Jesus is taken down from the cross by a man named Joseph of Arimathea. Well, Christian churches don't speak too much of Joseph of Arimathea. Uh, mainline Orthodox, like Catholic does, they do. And Joseph of Arimathea, who was a respected member of the council, he goes and gets Jesus' body. You need to look at that for a second. That council is the Sanhedrin court, the same court that sentenced Jesus to death. Only he's a follower of Christ, and he didn't. The, Bible, the scripture says he didn't vote for the dead. And so he now is making public confession to Pilate as a member of the Sanhedrin court. Would I, could I have Jesus' body? Listen, church, you have to make a public confession of who Jesus is in your life. You have to. 
And we're going to have water baptisms this summer, and we're working on some really cool venues and some cool areas to have them. Not to be cool, because I just, I don't, I just get tired of tradition. I know baptisms are important, so we're going to work up some really cool spots this summer. If you need to be baptized, call the office, or we'll have a sign-up sheet. Write your name down. We'll get in touch with you when and where we have the water baptism. But we have to make a public confession that even goes past water baptism. It has to be a public confession that just says, hey, Jesus Christ is my Lord. He's my Savior. Okay, so Joseph of Arimathea came, took him down from the cross. Jesus is placed in the tomb. First Corinthians says there's victory then over death. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ? You have, again, this was not a bargaining chip. This was not a, a negotiating tool with, with Jesus and Satan or God and Satan using Jesus as a pawn. This is Jesus demanding the keys back from hell, death, and the grave because his father said, we have to have a perfect lamb. Jesus said, I'll be that perfect lamb. I'll go, I'll go die, father. And then he went down and just simply grabbed the keys. Now we can be free. And when we're free on this earth, when we die, we simply move from this earth suit into a, a heavenly glorified body to spend eternity with Jesus. How many knows that's a win? Who wouldn't want to be saved, man? That's, that's amazing. Who wouldn't want to be saved? And then last but not least and the most important is that resurrection. Jesus is, is resurrected. And the Bible says this, for those of you who may not be Christ followers or for those of you who may be in and out of that pathway, the Bible says, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give uh, life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. In other words, the same spirit, the Bible says, that rose Jesus from the dead, if you're a Christ follower, now lives in you. That's a win. Listen to me. That's a huge win because that same spirit that rose Christ now can abide in us. And when that spirit abides in us and with us, we become spiritual Navy SEALs. So see, you all are spiritual Navy SEALs. It's not what you do, it's who you do it for. If you do one little thing for the kingdom this week, you become a spiritual dynamo for the, for the gospel. Yeah, some people are going to have more time. Some people are going to be able to, to read more, study more. Some people are going to go to more doors. I'm asking you to go to a few doors. Some people are going to be able to go to 200 doors or 1,000 doors. Some people are going to be able to pray every morning for two hours. You might be able to pray for 10 minutes on your way to work. Please, please, please understand this. I don't want to condemn you. Whatever you do for the kingdom... Because the spirit of the living God is in you, you are a spiritual dynamo. You are a spiritual Navy SEAL. Now, really quickly, let's go back to my original text, Anthony, in John, the 16th chapter. His disciples said, now, hear this. We're just going to read this one verse. His disciples said, ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. I almost wonder that when John wrote this, he understood more what the pathway was like. Like the Gospel of John wasn't written while it was taking place. John penned it 20 or 30 years later. And he writes, ah, now I realize that that pathway that we have to walk on 
That's the same Jesus. That's the same pathway that Jesus walked on. That when Jesus took that stripe, he did it for me. When Jesus took that cross, he asked me to pick mine up. When, when, when Jesus said that uh, he was going to lose his life, he wanted me to lose mine as well. When Jesus honored Mary, he wants me to honor my parents. Every pathway that we take in that realm, we take as we know it is in Christ. The poet Robert Frost wrote a poem, The Road Not Taken, back in the early 1900s. And one line in the poem says this, I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and this has made all the difference. This pathway we're talking about is not an easy path. Salvation is made easy through Jesus, but the pathway is not. The pathway actually can be quite difficult, but I think John was writing after he had been on that pathway for a while, and now he's saying, ah, I get it. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes for a moment. Maybe you've been in and out of the pathway. Maybe you've been what seems like up and down the Grand Canyon. Maybe you've been all over the place. But today, I want to urge you to get back on that pathway. Maybe it's for the first time. Maybe it's, maybe it's for the hundredth time. It doesn't matter. We want you to, to join us in walking this pathway over the next three or four weeks until we get to Easter Sunday and then even beyond. If you're here today and say, hey, Pastor, I really need to rejoin that pathway with Jesus and Grace Church. Would you just raise your hands right up right now? God bless you. Hands all across the building. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Before we take our offering, I'm going to ask every person to stand. Can you just give a round of applause for those that said, hey, I want to get back on that pathway. Come on, everybody stand. Everybody stand. Give it up for them. Come on, church. Come on. See, I've, I've, I've been off the pathway. And regardless of your theological persuasion, the ideal place to be is on that pathway to, to walk with Jesus. And so those of you who raise your hand, first of all, we're proud of you. Second of all, if this is your first time, we're going to pray. I'm just going to pray a prayer. You just need to invite Jesus into your heart. I'm just ask him to forgive you of your sins and, and feel that void in your life. And then we're going to we'll take the offering during the next worship song. But I want you to know how important it is to each and every day with intent to be on that pathway. Die out to self. Pick up our cross. Follow Jesus. Do what's right. Don't... Be a blessing to others. Would you bow your heads one more time? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I declare, Lord, that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights from above, and Jesus, you are that good and perfect gift. So, Lord, as you've challenged us all today to walk on this pathway, Lord, to be spiritual Navy SEALs, to, to embark, Lord, on a, a journey with you, I pray for those today that are making a decision for either the first time, Lord, or even the hundredth time. Lord, would you give them the boldness to stay on that journey, to stay on that pathway. Lord, in Jesus, I thank you for walking that Via Dolorosa, that pathway. I thank you, Father, for marching ahead and showing us how it's done. Lord, you would never do anything, Lord, and expect it from us that you didn't do already. So thank you. I pray blessings upon each person here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
you have a tithe or offering, raise it to the Lord. We're going to take our tithe and offering today. If you give online, just raise it up. If you give at the kiosk, just raise your hand up. We're going to pray a blessing over you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, O God, for the gift and the giver. Lord, you gave the greatest gift of all, your son, Jesus Christ. So, Jesus, thank you for being our gift, for showing how it's done. Now, bless each person here physically, spiritually, financially, and relationally. Lord, give them favor, honor, and blessing this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody agree with that. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your
Congratulations to those who raised your hands this morning and said, yes, I want to make that commitment to Christ. And maybe if it was online, you could just um, drop a line to Aaron. He'll check them out and just say, hey, I, I recommit, I committed my life to the Lord today. I, I accepted him into my heart. And we always have Bibles. If you don't have one, we'd love to give you a free Bible. We have those. Um, also, if on, in Cherokee, we know if you had some hands raised there they're going to minister to you there as well so it's always good that's always the right choice and that's the paths that we've talked about and pastors talking about that you may there's a path you're on and there's choices that you have to make on the path so if we raised our hand and committed our life to Christ this morning that was the right choice if you're online and you're just right there at your computer in your kitchen and you said you know what I want to make that you made the right choice and so now the next step comes and so that's where we want to be here and help you and disciple so that would be wednesday at 6 45 would be a great way to start that we're going to talk about the names of god and and how we can pray and learn how to pray and get closer to him so wednesday 6 45 um, and as always um, respond where aaron has that ask a question just just um just send that out if you're watching online and let us know if there's anything we can pray with you about or meet with you. So the right choice. There's paths. You want to be on the right path. And that's what this sermon series is going to be on. It's going to be so good. So um, we're just excited. Building up to Resurrection Sunday, which we should celebrate Resurrection Sunday every day, right? But something about Easter, I don't know. Something about Easter just, whew, I get so excited. I can't even wait. But um, thank you all so much for, for pressing in. For a while there, I thought he was, he was losing you. I thought maybe there's a church in Cherokee open that maybe we could go apply there. I don't know. thought maybe we're Cherokee bound, but we're going to stay another week, I think. Okay, good job. Yay, let me just bless you. Father, we love you, and we thank you for each person at the sound of my voice today. I pray your blessings would go before them, that, Lord, you would just cause blessings to overflow in their life. Lord, whatever they're praying for, if they're sick in body, I declare that by the stripes on Jesus' back they are healed. Lord, if they're in need of an emotional healing, that as well, a financial blessing, that as well. Lord, whatever they're in need of, Lord, we just pray in agreement today, Lord, that you are working on their needs. Lord, whatever doors need to be opened in their life, we just say open those doors, cause favor and destiny to rest upon them. Whatever doors need to be closed that they wouldn't walk down that path, shut that door and don't let them go through that path. So Father, Lord, we love you and we bless you and we thank you that you are a good, good Father. We bless you today. We give you all the glory, all the praise for who you are, for what you've done, and for what you're in the process of doing. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you all so much. We'll see you Wednesday night.